I'm not sure if college is for me. I don't see how my faith is relevant in today's society. The student debt is at an all-time high. Our generation is quickly losing its ability to think for itself. We exist in a post-Christian society. Most people feel lost, directionless. Things definitely aren't the way they used to be. The world's changed a lot. So is the world of higher education, or at least it needs to. Welcome to the Excel College Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Excel College Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Chambers, along with my co-host, Isaiah Schmidt. Isaiah Schmidt. And uh, today we're joined by... <laughs> we were joking earlier about how we always do like these weird, awkward introductions. We finally nailed one. We nailed it. Well, yeah. Okay. Anyways, so we're joined by our uh, our friend, Rob. Rob Ames. Also known as Soccer Rob. Soccer Rob. Uh, we'll explain that a little bit later. I mean, he's a beast at soccer. That's all you need to know. Um, Fact. But not only is he a beast at soccer, uh, Rob is actually in our C6 cohort right now. He's already got his bachelor's degree, so why is he in a C6 cohort? Mm. We'll address that in a little bit. Um, but just kind of a little prelude, today we're going to be talking about prayer. And we're actually talking about that because Rob came in and really had a has a heart for prayer, has a heart for intercessory prayer, um, and actually like encouraged and spurred on and launched our 24-7 prayer initiative that we're doing here on campus. So mm-hmm. as you know, on most of our Excel College episodes, we actually want to follow the student journey. Uh, and what better way than seeing uh, things that students or students, faculty, and training initiate? So, welcome, Rob. Thank you. Thanks for Glad being to here. Be here. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have you. Okay, why does everybody call you Soccer Rob? Just, let's just let's, <laughs> yeah, give us a little background. Yeah, so I think, <clears throat> I mean, I played soccer since I was four, mm. um, and I got on my first club team I think when I was ten. Dang. So U twelve. Team. Is club like AAU for basketball? Is club soccer like AAU? Um, I'm not familiar with AAU, but I assume mm. like select. Yeah. Yeah. If you've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, honestly, it had become like part of my identity for a long time. <clears throat> I really just, I wanted to play soccer. Mm. That was like all, like all I did. People knew me wow. as, they would, they would include that on the back of my name. At that point, I was Robbie. Robbie so soccer. it was Robbie, the soccer star or whatever. <laughs> Nice. And everyone expected me to play in college, and it was just, it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I ended up playing in college, and um, through a series of events and some injuries, I just ended up stopping, um, mm-hmm. increasing at least in that level. And so it was a big part of my life where I didn't know who I was because mm-hmm. I put so much of my identity in soccer. So yeah, it was like, who am I now? Yeah. I have to figure it out. Hmm. And then yeah. I went to track instead. Yeah. <laughs> tried to I'm a track star now. Yeah. Yeah. When I couldn't find it there, I tried intramurals. What did you do in like, track? Did you do? Uh, high jump. Dang. Wow. Yeah. How high nice. could you go? Uh, six, four was my PR. Wow. Dang. So it's very high. Like that means your feet were six feet off the ground? His back. Yeah. Whole body over the bar. Dang. That was six foot Dang. four. Whoa. Which it sounds impressive. There are some meets that I didn't even qualify for. Dang. You had to jump six five to even qualify. Goodness. So holy cow! Yeah, it was no joke for sure. My Man. buddy in college was a basketball player. Yeah, and he could jump over a car. I'm really? not kidding. He could like run. Like a car coming at him? No, like a parked car. Oh, okay. But like jump over so, the car, like run in and go over the car. That was a big stunt when I was in high school. Was really? to have a car drive at you. 
fast and you would jump over I it. I remember what? that trend. Literally. Did you do that? It was a trend. I never tried it. Yeah, that's probably good. That's probably <laughs> good. Some people got hurt. Yes. Yeah, people yeah got, I bet. Some yeah. people got smushed. Yeah. <laughs> the car drove at you at 50 miles an hour and you had, golly. Yeah. 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 But soccer's still a part of your life, right? Yeah. Yeah, circling. So for a while, I yeah, I just stopped playing. Mm. I, <clears throat> yeah, trying to search for that meaning, I guess. Mm. And God was very gracious in that time um, of like leading me to himself. Um, even if I was trying to go to other things, it was just like he was kind of paring me down mm. to this point mm, where cool. I could find it in him. Mm. Um, and then it, the injuries weren't bad enough that I was done mm. so I could keep playing afterwards. Mm. And mm. it was like getting to go on the race and everything, getting to use it overseas and missions and mm. stuff. It was just like yeah. incredible. Yeah. And so wow. it was like it found a new place in my life. <clears throat> where it wasn't sucking the life out of me cool but i i was able to give life with it mm -hmm. and then coming here now you know that's mm -hmm. something that's tacked onto my name again but it doesn't feel like part of my identity it's but more like a joke now then yeah yeah or like one of the ways i give life yeah great so, yeah. yeah so like i mean david the other day so like yeah. those that you don't know like david demetrius he's like a little 10 year old that runs around here awesome yeah. kid yeah loves soccer he's actually really good at soccer really good mm -hmm. so he had his 10th birthday the other day and he asked his mom for rob to train him for an hour uh, as his birthday present. And Rob went out and you did a couple hours with him, right? Yeah, it ended yeah. up being about two. That's wow. awesome. He's a great player. That made so. his day. Yeah. yeah. That's no amazing. Doubt. It's a good time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, how did, so, you know, we're going to, I'll get to a little bit like later about like how you got here. But before that, I guess like, tell us a little bit about like your walk with the Lord. Like where did you develop mm -hmm. a passion for prayer? Mm -hmm. um, has that always been a thing or is that something recent? Yeah. Yeah. So it's something looking back that God was developing in me for a long time. Mm. And I didn't even know these stages were leading up to this point. Mm -hmm. But um, I can remember times where we, as a family growing up, uh, my dad was a pastor. Uh, my mom did ministry. Like it was always part of our lives. Um, we were at the church all the time. Mm. But um, every single night we would have family prayer. Wow. Um, and my dad would have us pick like, a country to pray for mm. a missionary or mm. a pastor within the country. Mm. Wow. And I mean, especially at a young age that they were just like rotely memorized prayers. Yeah. 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 But like that laid the foundation wow. that I didn't even know. And right. sometimes, you know, as a little kid, you're like, like, Oh, <laughs> I have to go. Fine. Right. 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 Yeah. And then you're just like, blah, blah, blah. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you say your memorized prayer yeah. and you go to bed and yeah. it's whatever, yeah. but not realizing that really what like family. Yeah. Um, was being like developed there, cool. this idea of family and like mm. the concept of it and like the life that came from it. Mm. And then also that as like prayer being a huge part mm. wow. of developing family. Mm. And like so within your own family. You mean, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I guess at that point there was probably a lot of like religion and <clears throat> um, yeah, just stuff in my life that that relationship with God wasn't necessarily there, but he was still like laying that foundation of like, mm -hmm. of praying. Yeah. So then kind of fast forward a bit to college. Mm -hmm. um, my friends and I sophomore year lived in a men's dorm and mm -hmm. we decided that we would do prayer every night mm -hmm. and wow. invite everyone mm -hmm. on campus. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so, Oh, I didn't know this. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I just got a chance to look back on all this and make some connections, but it was like, huh. this is a huge yeah. part of it. Wow. So there was three of us that decided we were going to do it and we did it every single night. Wow. For um, like a year for, for a whole semester. Wow. 
Yeah. Hmm. And sometimes like 50 people showed up. Wow. And it would go like wow. two hours Whoa. or more than that. Dang. Sometimes it was just the three of us, the core of us, and we would just pray. Wow. Like whatever came up, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever. We just wanted to be consistent in it. And so I went to Cedarville University. Mm-hmm. That on paper, they were cessationist. Mm. So they believe all the sign gifts have ceased. Mm. The stuff that happened in the dorms. Let's go. Baby. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy because I was so skeptical too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the things happened to us because wow. we opened up that space wow. huh. um, for Holy Spirit to move and he jumped on it. Really? Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. So there's some <laughs> okay, cool wait, tell us. I mean, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. This is probably one of the craziest ones, my mm. favorite one to tell. So my roommate was um, the most like social person I mm. probably met. Mm. He, More than Isaiah? I think so. <laughs> like our first day we met in our dorm room, we had never talked before. Mm-hmm. And he just told me his entire story. He talked for <laughs> five hours. <laughs> like, he's More just, than Tom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, same personality type though, I think. Oh, really? hmm. But um, yeah, he just laid it all out. He was always that way. Very open. Hmm. Um, and then for some reason this semester he was like pretty closed off. He wasn't in the dorm very much. And when Mm. he was, he kind of give short answers, whatever. Mm. It was just unlike him. So, um, we ended up, I kind of pressed on that a little bit and some things came out and like, I tried to address them in like a Matthew 18 way Uh where I talked to him about it first. Uh And and after that, it was like, he kind of didn't respond to that. So then I went and talked to these two other guys that was consistent in prayer Mm. with me. Mm. And we prayed beforehand and we're like, we know Matthew 18 says this, so we're going to go and mm. see what happens. Shoot. Yeah. And so we prayed. And I specifically remember we all prayed beforehand that Holy Spirit would speak through us. Wow. And we, so we went in, we talked to him. He was pretty closed off at first. And mm. we talked for maybe a half hour. And then he started to soften a bit. And we asked him if we could pray for him, which I'm convinced at the beginning he would have said no. Mm-hmm. But he said yes. And mm. so we all started praying for him. And um, the two other guys both prayed twice. Hmm. before I got to. Hmm. I thought that was weird. Hmm. But then I prayed and so I thought we were going to keep going. So I kept my, you know, hand on his shoulder, my eyes closed, head down. And then I like awkward amount of silence. So I opened my eyes and like, you're like all staring at me. I was like, what's going on? Well, that was pretty crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. I couldn't remember anything I'd said. Like, it seemed so normal and it seemed like it was my words, but they told me, like, I started off my prayer by saying, this is the father speaking. <laughs> and I, like wow. instant chills. Dude, like, yeah. <laughs> I started shaking, man. Like Holy Spirit shakes. Whoa. And that was like the first time I experienced like a move of the Holy Spirit like that. Huh. And it was just nuts. We stayed up all night talking about it and like just rejoicing in what the Lord had done and like wow. putting on praise music and wow. just like the shift in the atmosphere of the dorm in the room was wow. just like, phew, like wow. instant. Amazing. Wow. It was incredible. Like healing and freedom. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, your friend though, what happened to your friend? Yeah. I mean, he total change. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And they told me some of the stuff I had said and I was like, my roommate afterwards was like, I know you and I know you wouldn't fake something like that because I was pretty skeptical of that stuff at that point. So mm. he was like, if anyone else had said that, I probably would have been like, Psh. but he's like, you did it. So I was like, What's happening right now? Dang. And you don't, you didn't remember. Wow. No, it was like they were my words wow. and it was like I was saying them, but I literally couldn't remember any wow. of it. Wow. Well, yeah. Dang. So well, you tapped into something. Yeah. Something like the whole thing. And yeah. I believe mm. it was all because of that open space. Wow. Mm. From being consistent in prayer. Wow. Wow. 
That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, some cool stuff happened then that semester and, um, ended up like leaving Cedarville, um, with that really like, I mean, you, you carry those testimonies with you. Mm -hmm. Dude, so yeah. it was heavy stories, on my yeah. heart and yeah, I was right, like, right. I want to experience this again. And mm -hmm. tried to develop it a few other times. But it was like, there has to be some amount of buy-in yeah. Um, yeah, and true. people holding a vision. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. it kind of fizzled out uh, multiple times that I tried to start it. And then um, on the race, my first race, the world race, mm -hmm. um, we did a 24 hours of prayer mm -hmm. in Lima, Peru mm -hmm. and just prayed for the city. Wow. And it was, it sparked it again. I was wow. like, oh yeah. yeah. Like I remember this. Huh. And it was like, man, we just had a whiteboard inside the room and we filled it up that night. Wow. And I was like, so hungry for it. I think I stayed up seven hours that night Dang. <laughs> and just went for it. That's People amazing. coming in and out and getting to experience prayer with them. I was like, I need this again. Dang. So, um, yeah, then kind of fast forward a little bit more after my race, got to alumni squad lead. And that was, so after G42, um, I, um, read a book, uh, called punk monk and hmm. it was very telling. Yeah. 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 It's about boiler rooms or 24 seven prayer communities. Huh. And they just pray, like they prayed for two years straight, but they had read and like coming off the back of these communities that prayed for like decades wow. straight, wow. like in, in monasteries and whatever. Wow. So that was just like there. And I was like, I need to experience this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. let's do 24 seven yeah. prayer. So yeah. I cast the vision to the squad that I was alumni squad leading for hmm. and felt like I wasn't supposed to push it too hard. Yeah. So we went to Colombia. That was the first country actually to see you. Medellin. Yeah. Yep, Medellin. Wow. Yes. Hmm. And we all got COVID hmm. <laughs> <laughs> within like two weeks. Cause at first I was like, I want to do this 24 seven prayer. Yeah. But like we're all doing ministry. You're busy when you're there. You get yeah. pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so high capacity. Yep. Then all of a sudden we couldn't do anything. Dang. So it was like, God like set the stage Dang. for it. And so I was like, Hey guys, we can't do ministry. Here's a ministry. 24-7 prayer. Shoot. So like we started it Shoot. and it was amazing. Wow. Mm. And to see the like exp expedited like growth. Mm. Cause I had led another trip before and obviously been a part of mine and to see the growth in them in mm. that first like two and a half months because I think we did 24 seven prayer hmm. was crazy. Dang. And w they were doing construction on that second building that they owned. Oh yeah. And uh, we helped with that. They got way behind Yeah. Huh. and they needed to seal the cement on the bottom yeah. floor before the next crew that was coming in after us could stay there. Uh -huh. Otherwise they wouldn't have room for them. They would have had to send them somewhere else. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And we got it done. Dang. And Rebecca, one of the leaders there was like, yeah. we believe that's because you were literally praying on top of that building. Whoa. And it was just like that's stories crazy. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Come cool. from it. Yeah. And so wow. obviously that was a huge impact on me and it was the highest capacity, like prayer, highest concentration of prayer that I ever, ever experienced wow. Wow. up until that point. So yeah. it was like burning even heavier on my heart and then yeah. kind of came out and then ended up coming here. Mm. Dang. So, wow. Yeah, I don't know if that's a perfect segue to launch into here, but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we can probably, we yeah, we can go into here, but also like, I guess up until this point. So like up until you got here, mm -hmm. 
what are some of the, like why a passion for prayer, I guess, you know, you talked a little bit about like some of the encounters there, but like, mm. just talk a little bit about like, for me, I know I used to, so when I worked at Adventures and Missions, I had mm. this, um, I had, so in the house that we lived in, I had this, this space in this, like this little closet in this room and I just hung Christmas lights up mm. and I would like pray in there every night and every morning. Yeah. And, but just like seek after the presence of God. Like I was going through the season where I was like, where God was literally like, you were talking about like just ripping an identity from me mm-hmm. and like giving me a new one. Yeah. And I had to seek his face, not just like check off like some Christian little box thing, but like I needed yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember going into those spaces and feeling like as soon as I walk into that closet, I feel his presence. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we call it like a thin space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was crazy was like two years later, I came back hmm. and went and stayed with my buddy D will. And it was at my old house and I went in there to pray again. And I just felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Joe's dude. So yeah, let's like, I just want to camp there for a little bit. Like just like the experience of his presence in that space mm-hmm. and like thin spaces, like so yeah. punk monk. So like, yeah, let's, I don't know. Let's just camp there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think I was telling you some mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. um, on my race, it became very evident. God used some scriptures like um, in Luke when the 10 lepers were healed mm-hmm. and the nine went away, one came back. I feel like God was speaking to me at the beginning of this season, like that the nine used Jesus for the healing mm-hmm. and then they went away. Mm-hmm. The one realized that the healing was all to lead back to Jesus. Wow. And that was the point. Yeah. And then I started examining my life from that and i was like i'm doing the same thing wow i'm using the world race and i'm using jesus to get to something in Uh ministry even Uh like that's a good desire but it's not an ultimate one so i'm using someone talking about with davis yeah yeah Yeah. and it just hit me like a ton of bricks like and even like miracles i saw i saw miracles on the race saw like healings and like Mm. the blind eyes open like crazy stuff Mm. and i was just unsatisfied Mm with it Mm. and I didn't know where that was coming from Mm. and Tammy actually my mentor encouraged Mm. me to push into that a little bit more Mm. so when I was wrestling with it I just realized that Mm. I was using him and so I was just like I wrote out a list of things that I was like using Jesus for and was super honest with him just Mm. like Mm. this is it Mm -hmm. i for some reason, I think these things are better than you, even though I know they're not in my mind. Mm. Like I need to believe that in my heart. Uh-huh. So I just asked him to be the best thing in my mm. life mm. and prove himself as that. Then he put me in this kind of limbo time where it was like, like I didn't want to do anything else. Like I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to eat or sleep. I just wanted to lock myself in a room. Mm. And I'd never experienced anything like that. But then at the same time, it was like his perceivable presence was gone. Mm. So it was like this dark night season or whatever you want to call it. Mm. But I was pretty distraught by that. Mm. So I, I told God, like, I'm going to start praying like two hours a day. Mm. Wow. And I started fasting because mm. I didn't know what to do. Mm. Um, mm. And that was a crazy time, Mm. but it was super impactful. And I just kept coming back to the space where it was like, I couldn't necessarily feel God's presence, Mm. but I knew I was there for him. And I kept centering myself on that. Mm -hmm. Eventually I ran out of words and I would just sit in silence for hours. Wow. I think I did that for two months, which is crazy, but that's not really 
that sustainable for long term. So sure. yeah. it was just like this expedited time where I was like, I wanted to get back into that space yeah. where I was mm. just silent. Mm. Even though I couldn't feel his presence, I wanted to get there and I was changing. Mm. And it changed it, like my viewpoint on everything because I was like, usually you do something and then you see a result. Mm. I'm literally doing nothing. Mm. I'm just sitting yeah. here mm. and yeah. I'm being changed. Mm. Like even more so oh, man. than before. Oh man. And so I think it was then he was teaching me like spiritual disciplines in general are about opening up space, mm. not about doing something more. Dang. Wow. So, um, yeah, just like prayer being that thing where we open up space for God to move into that space mm. and we invite him in mm -hmm. and we make it an inviting space for him. Mm. Kind of like you would do your home, like a guest coming in. Mm -hmm. um, he wants to obviously move from like being a guest to being, you know, mm someone who lives in the house mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. but you want to keep that in an inviting space. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that's one of the keys mm -hmm. to like a thin space. Like, you know, you decorated your room, you hung up the lights, like mm -hmm. same thing. But we do that like internal as well, mm -hmm. like hanging up the lights mm -hmm. and making mm -hmm. an inviting space for him to come in and dwell. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I think that's, that's some of the stuff I started experiencing with like the mm -hmm. thin space. Mm -hmm. and, yeah then not only that but like when i was in there i wanted to just stay there yeah but i had to do ministry yeah, yeah. and i just got raised up as an alumni squad yeah. leader, or raised yeah. up squad leader so i didn't yeah. it's like i have to do this these are my responsibilities so mm -hmm. it's like i was forced to balance this, like, like don't want to leave yeah yeah I mean, yeah and so going out then i would like see stuff yeah you'd see stuff happening and yeah. um yeah, it's like you learn like Jesus did to walk this like tension of mm -hmm. get, pulling into the Father's presence, getting full and like pouring out from that overflow. Mm -hmm. That's not what I would have done if I had it like all up to me. Right. I would have just sat there. Right. Wow. <laughs> but wow. like I was forced to. So it was wow. kind of like wow. that's when I I think what how I would describe prayer at this point is like mm -hmm. prayer is a, a lifestyle of yeah. communication with God that's developed mm -hmm. in that closet mm -hmm. and walked awesome. out in life. Yeah. And I was forced to do that. Yeah. And that's mm. how I kind of came mm. to that. It's developed in the secret place. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. We talked about last Tuesday morning in our just little Tuesday morning group about, it was just that someone asked a question. Maybe even I asked the question. I don't remember. But it was a good discussion. Like, what does it mean praying continuously? Mm. I think it says that in First Thessalonians or something. Mm -hmm. Pray continuously and all things give thanks. Yeah. Just like. What does that look like? It's kind of, it seems to be what you're kind of alluding to. Yeah. Yeah. Something you cultivate in a quiet space and then something you can walk out. Yeah. Prayers of posture. Absolutely. Mm. You live it out. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that I started fasting, was like, I want to, rem I'm like, I'm going out, I'm doing ministry and I know I'm putting that as the end goal, mm. but I would get sidetracked still, even though I knew that. Mm. So I was like, if I'm fasting, I'm so hungry all the time. Mm. Like I, every time I'm hungry, I'm going to be reminded to pray. Wow. And so it was like, like almost like a built in way to like pray continuously. Mm. Cause I'm like I'm hungry all the time. I'm not swatting so much. It's like, mm. I just pray. And then you kind of learn to walk that then. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It was like all this time where it was super hard. It was like one of the hardest seasons of my life. I felt like, mm. wow. but it was, the most fruitful at the end because of what he was developing. Totally. And I didn't see it at the time, totally. but looking yeah. back, it's like, mm. that's it. Mm. I remember being in a season like that when mm. I was in college. I, um, 
I was doing like inner city ministry in Memphis and just like, I mean, like living in the hood, serving and seeing no fruit, like whatsoever, mm. like no fruit. Mm. And we've got like prostitutes walking up and down our street and like kids knocking on our door at like yeah. 6 a.m. in the morning, be like, take me to school. And just like, and like kids getting robbed and robbed. You just like all kinds of stuff and just thinking like, is, are you even real? Like, are you here? Because, mm. you know, we go in with, like, mm. gung-ho. Gung-ho. Yeah. Like, this whole community is going to come to Jesus. Mm. And, like, I'm the guy that's going to change it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of like great white help type mm. mentality. And I just remember being, like, at Passion in Atlanta. We went, like, as a college group. And just, like, worshiping and getting to a point of, like, are you even real? Are you even there? Mm. And I remember doing all this kind of like research and trying to paper, like just reading all this stuff on like whether God was real or not. And, but I got to a place of like, I would fast for like three days at a time while I was in college and doing like working full time. And like, and our college ministry had this little prayer room and I would fast for like three days at a time and I would sleep in that prayer room and Mm. put Kim Walker Smith on and that mug to go to sleep. And I just like was fasting because I like wanted his presence, but I kept expecting this like, old white guy to park the clouds and be like, I'm here, I'm here, you know? And I remember like, that was months, months. And I never got anything. Hmm. And it was like this whole, like, just like kind of striving, 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 striving to like get his presence. Yeah. And then I'm like on the campus one day and I'm like walking around, not praying, not doing anything. Mm -hmm. We just got done like lifting weights. And all of a sudden, like, his love just, like, dumps into my mm. heart like nothing mm. I've ever felt before. And, like, a song erupts from my spirit. And, like, it was when I didn't sing and worship, you know. Mm. Um, and I feel like that, like, in that season, what he was doing was he's, like, stripping me of this identity of, like, being a good missionary or good, mm-hmm. like, whatever. And, like, stripping all of that away until there's just, like, him. Mm. And those, I mean, literally for six months, like fasting and praying and like striving and doing all that, and like nothing. Mm. And then just like one day walking on campus, like he just dumps his love on me. Mm. And I remember being like, I don't know if the Bible's true. I don't know if you're real, but I like know this is real and I can't explain it. Yeah. And just like, there's just like passion for like his presence like comes out of that. And he like, mm. he used that time to create a hunger, but also to like rip me from like religion and into like actual like relationship with a person. Yeah. Um, I just think about that when you're talking about like creating like thin spaces and like pursuing it with prayer, you know, like even even when I'm pursuing him out of a space of like, I'm wanting to get something from you. He's still like, yeah. Pursuing, you know? Mm. Yeah. So now addressing the prayer initiative that you started here on campus, Mm. what's your vision for that? Um, how's it different? Have you learned from the past and what do you feel like God's leading you into right now? Yeah. So like I said, just coming here, that was like really fresh Mm. on my heart. Um, in that experience was like, I mean, a few months out from coming here. And so I remember coming and getting this vision and man, powerful, even now talking about it, even thinking about it, I'm getting chills, but (laughs) it's of this prayer room Mm. and I'm expressing this to like Nick and and Chambers and you walk into this room and there's chalkboard paint on every wall 
and it's just people have been praying in there. This is the thin space. Mm. It's like the words of God, the images of God, everything that's like written on the walls from top to bottom mm. and just incredible. Like you come in you're like, I'm, I'm coming on, like standing on the back of like all of this. Mm. And wow. this is what I get to be a part of. You get to mm. see it literally mm. physical. No. And I think that's the beauty of the thin space is it's heaven on earth. It's like, the thin space is heaven coming into a physical space. Mm. And so like literally you're walking into that. And like, wow. I was expressing that to, to you guys and you, did you know I had a, what was it like three years ago? You're like, I had a vision of a prayer room, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I had no idea when you got here. No. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think you had said that to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I had that, but I had no one to own it. And I was like, I think, I think that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's funny because even coming here just on like a little bit of a side note I was like I feel like I can do more I feel like I want more mm. like mm. I I don't know if I should ask for more or mm. and then I felt like I was supposed to accept exactly what you guys mm. offered me Wow. and wow. then this prayer started happening I was like wow. that's why Wow. he was literally opening up space in my life wow. for wow. him to move into that so wow. um but yeah, what was that? You said it. Yeah, just like your vision for, and that's amazing. That definitely addresses and answers the question. Yeah. But your vision for what it is and where you want to see it yeah. go. Where do you want to feel like God's going to take it? Yeah. So getting to do it for a month in Columbia, it was so, like I said, expedited and so quick. Uh, we did it for an entire month, maybe a little over, but then we went to a debrief and then came back and never picked it up again. Mm. So to see though, like that was our ministry. Mm -hmm. So we, we did like three hour slots mm -hmm. and people were signing up and it was just like, we never had a blank spot. Wow. Um, and it happened so quickly. Wow. Uh, there was 15 of us and we were covering it all. Mm -hmm. And so God's clearly told me this is different because this is a, that was a sprint mm -hmm. and this is yeah. a marathon. Is, like yeah. we're not, we're not stopping this thing. Yeah. Um, and we're going to live that lifestyle. Yeah. Whereas that was something that did fizzle out. Mm. So do something that's sustainable mm -hmm. and take the 1% growth. So yeah. mm. that's kind of what it feels like we're in right now mm. in mm. seeing God move in those like little steps mm -hmm. and moving us into this community that like never stops praying. Yeah. Wow. And we'll never like, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Mm. I and love it. that is, it's, it's just kind of free. Yeah. Cause you're like, someone's praying right now. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> they're praying for us. They're praying for this community, this yeah. ground, like mm. this podcast, yeah. like, yeah, it's covered. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's cool. It just brings some kind of like peace. I think. Mm. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And we do feel like, creating that momentum of like a passion for his presence, you know? Mm. Um, like, so like, I guess so far, like, what are you kind of like, what are you learning? What are you seeing? Where do you see this going? What are your hopes? Yeah. I think you guys say it here a lot, but God takes a while to move quickly. Mm -hmm. And it feels like that's kind of mm -hmm. how he's approaching this too. Mm -hmm. um, so it has started off slow um, but I see the progression that he's taking us through, I think. Mm. Um, 
And so, I mean, where I see it going is like, we want to duplicate this thing and take it everywhere. And like knowing that, like Nick said, this is a, a place that's like a high ground where the, the rain hits it and then like spreads out mm, yeah. like rivers in either directions, multiple yeah. states. It's like yeah. this, yeah. as we duplicate this thing, 24 seven prayer is going to mm. go with it. And mm-hmm. we're going to have all these campuses that are praying and it's mm. going to be like a network, like mm-hmm. almost like a, a, a bigger version of what's happening here. Cause mm-hmm. we're praying in the individual houses. Yeah, yeah. It's like a network. Mm-hmm. And then Selah. Yeah. That was <laughs> going to yeah. happen like yeah. Yeah. across the states. Yeah. So what's that thing that just went thing? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my Sela bell. So, um, man, this happened like I've been, had that on my phone for about three years now. Wow! And just it goes off every half hour, just dings as what? a reminder to Sela to stop and pause. Because mm-hmm. as I'm walking out, it happened on the race like a few months after this dark night season started actually. Uh-huh. So it definitely is linked, but I'm like, how can I practically remember Dang. God? How can I practically yeah. remember to live a life of prayer? Yeah. And it's like, Dude, the, I need that bill. How do you get that? I bill? thought it was always, your. Te- I thought it was people texting you. Oh no. Every third minute. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's a, Oh, it's just a notification. Thing. Where do we get that? How, or like, is that like your alarm or how do you, I just, I just looked up, um, hourly alarm, hourly alarm app. Yeah. And I have an Android, so it's probably a little different. Oh, yeah. But um, you can find them on Android on Hourly Chime. There it is. Yep. <laughs> Shoot. So it'll ding. And then at first, I stopped everything. Yeah. I'll, even if I was in conversation like this, I would have been like, that's my Sailor Bell. Can we just take a minute and pause? Dang. And just listen. That's awesome. what God might be saying. Huh. And then it kind of progressed to like, maybe I just take a breath. Like, like a reset yeah or like yeah where are you god wow what are you saying right now yeah. huh. it's like a, i think that's the lifestyle of yeah. prayer wow. and so practically that just reminds yeah. me like practicing his presence mm-hmm. yeah have you ever read that book brother lawrence mm-hmm. so good it's a good one yeah. really yeah, yeah. Huh. what is it it's called practicing his presence hmm. by who brother lawrence brother it's lawrence. a monk and it's just all about like practicing his presence yeah. yeah i mean it's nothing that's like whoa it's just like yeah just, common sense like yeah good stuff He's like, how do I do the dishes to the glory of God? Yeah. <laughs> in relation to God. Yeah. Huh. But it's okay. just like those books, like hardly ever are like, whoa, like that's some new, like whatever. Yeah. They're just like people walking out and doing it. Yeah. It's like a good conversation. Yeah. 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 With someone that does it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm reading um, Reese Howell's Intercessor right now. Have I told you about? Mm-hmm. Bro, you got to get the book. Yeah. <laughs> that's this dude that was a coal miner in England. And really? he literally like lived a life of intercession mm. but like true intercession mm. and so he like got to a, i mean after 30 40 years he got to this point with the lord where like he just carried such like authority mm. and like the people under him and around him like carried such authority mm. that like they actually are credited with like changing like directions and even outcomes like in world war ii battles <laughs> uh, like you can see like hitler's going this way and reese house people start praying and then, or like, I mean, I'm serious. Yeah. Um, it's worth reading for sure. Mm. Um, and it's just, and it's, there's no, like, he, ne- he never gives like, this was like, like rules or like whatever. Mm-hmm. He just tells stories. Yeah. Like, like um, the 21st century formula, yeah. five steps to yeah. becoming steps a good, to be good at praying. Yeah. 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 He just like talks about his life in intercession. Like what he had to die to. That's how, and yeah. he, like, wow. he would say things mm. like, 
you never like get the resurrection without the death first. Mm. So like in order yeah. to gain victory in an area, you have to like die to like certain. I mean, and just like, mm. but he's talking about that in the context of like. Mm. He's praying for this woman with tuberculosis and he feels like God's telling him to gain victory there. And he's like interceding for three months until he gets to the point where he's like, God, take me and not her. Mm. And then she in her bedroom the same night is like, God, don't you dare take Reese House instead of me. And like gets to a point of peace where she could surrender and be like, okay, I'm all good. Wow. And then she goes, but he's like, I gained mm. the victory. But in public, it looks like he lost because she died. Yeah. Well, and wow. he's like not allowed to go tell everyone like, yeah, I'm actually gaining the victory. And so he's like, later when God has him praying for people, like praying healing, he knows that when God's telling him there, he's actually gained that victory and like gained authority in that area because <laughs> he's died to all the ego and all the whatever. Yeah. And so he like tells these stories about like his uncle who's bedroom for like 30 years and God's like, I'm going to heal him at 5 a.m. on May 25th. <laughs> and like, this is like, he's been literally bedridden for like 20, 30 years, but he's a prayer warrior. And Dude. so Reese goes to this guy like on May or on March 20th. He's like, God's going to heal you in six weeks. At 5 a.m. Wow. And like, you know, they keep asking and praying and is yeah, that going to yeah. happen? And he's yeah. like, don't pray. It's already done. Like, God's already done. Don't pray for that. Um, <laughs> Come on. And straight up, he like goes and um, like 4 a.m. comes and like Uncle's still in bed sick. Yeah. 5 a.m. pops up, like totally healed. Just like crazy <laughs> stories like that. But it's like, wow. I actually think like, and this is just related to prayer. I'm like kind of going off on a tangent. But mm. um like that uh, that verse where Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, he comes down and the disciples are like trying to cast out a demon. Mm, yeah. And the guy's like, mm. or they're trying to like, and the kid's got epilepsy or something. Yeah. And the guy's like, your disciples tried to cast him out, but they couldn't do it. Yeah. And Jesus said, this one only comes out by prayer and fasting. Mm. I was always like, okay, like how long do you have to pray and fast? Yeah. Or like, yeah. why does he have mm. to pray until? Yeah. But I actually got to a point, it's like, maybe it's more about like what happens to you while mm. you're prayer, praying and fasting. Mm. Mm. and then you like actually have the authority to like walk out what God's asking you to do. Mm. And like, that's why he's telling them to pray and fast. Cause like he would withdraw yeah. in solitude and then like he'd walk and do everything he's heard the father doing. Yeah. yeah. And I think as much as anything, like prayer is about like me beholding his presence mm -hmm. and like being transformed and changed in that secret place so that I can walk out in public. That's amazing. Right? You know? Yeah. It's like prayer is an art, not a science. Yeah. 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 It's like in an art, you let your spirit kind of guide you. Like you let, you like, you have to like kind of just improvise here, improvise mm -hmm. there. Like, I think this, you know, yeah. there's something about listening yeah. and with an art, yeah. with the science, it's like, oh, do this and this happens, do this and this happens. Yeah. It's not like, oh, like, like, oh, this prayer is not working for this healing. So I should fast and pray. Yeah. Cause that's what this verse says. Right. It's like, no, what's the Lord saying right now? Yeah. What's the Holy Spirit Yeah. Saying? What's he saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it. like, it's an art. It's not a science. It's like building yeah. that connection. Yeah. 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 It's so good. Yeah. I mean, I would much rather prefer the five steps to becoming. I would too, dude. I mean, <laughs> no, I think okay. all of us would. Yeah. It's yeah. much easier that way. Yeah. It's true. Much easier that yeah. way. Mm. So true. I like, I know that we're doing like prayer in the houses right now. And I think yeah. that's awesome. Like we've got people praying, like probably at least I would say, you know, we're not at hundred percent. So I yeah. think last month you said like we prayed 800 hours in like a month or something. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but we're not, we're not every hour of the day is taken and mm -hmm. that's okay. Like you said, it's like a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Um, we're probably at like 60, 70%, I would say right now. Yeah. I love that. And we're doing that in all the house. I really think it would be special to get a space mm -hmm. and like oh, create yeah. a thin space. That would be cool. Like somewhere where people like are going in there. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we start pushing on it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really do, dude. I think yeah. like, like you enter in this space and this is a space of like intercession. 
Yeah. yeah. You know in a moment. You know in a moment. Mm. Yeah. We talked about building shed. Yeah. I think we need to get back on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's go. I'll, 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 dude, I'll help you start pushing. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. You got some yard. Huh? I got <laughs> some yard. yard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go park in the street. Uh, my I say we dig a hole. Dig a hole? Dig a hole, cover it up. That's awesome. Yeah. The, that space has like built-in accountability too. Yeah. Ah, because yeah. distractions at the door leave them, you know. Yeah. 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 And Sorry. you're and you're about to trade shifts. And what we probably do as I've done it before, this like kind of rundown. Mm. Like somebody comes in, you're mm. going out, you're like, mm. this is what we feel like God's yeah. been saying this past oh, hour. That's awesome. Boom. Yeah. And just Dumps. keep pressing in. Yeah. And then but if they don't show up, mm. it's like you look on the list, you're like, oh, so and so. And then yeah. you reach out to them and see, yeah. hey, you coming? Mm. Like, yeah. it's like built-in accountability to keep that yeah. rolling. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we gotta. I think we gotta. Let's me and you. We'll make moves. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that would take you to the next level. Yeah. This is amazing. Well, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's like the Punk Monk um, book that I was reading. They had a, a centralized space first. It was like the opposite, maybe, of what we're doing. Mm. Centralized space first which they found out was a, um, um, on a monastery site, like wow. just on the outskirts and they didn't mm. know it. And wow. that community had been praying there for a decade before, wow. Wow. um, much earlier, but wow. like it was still a thin space. And then they took it and like ran wow. with it again for another wow. two years. Wow. Then they lost the space mm. and then they had to go out into individual houses Wow. and God taught them something different wow. in the individual houses than he did wow. in the common space. Wow. And so there is something we're learning with yeah. individual houses totally. too. Totally. Yeah. So. And that concludes another episode of the Excel College Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Um, those of you that tuned in on YouTube, thanks for watching. For those of you that joined on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, thanks for listening. Check us out on YouTube. Um, yeah, actually, what a great episode. Amazing to have Rob on as a guest talking about prayer. Uh, he used this phrase, which I thought was interesting, the posture of prayer. Um, not necessarily just talking about knees on the ground, head bowed, hands closed, but more a posture of the heart, uh, which I just think is so perfect coming from Rob. He's someone that really walks with that posture of prayer 24-7, which is just amazing. Um, what a gift it was to have him on the podcast. Uh, you guys keep your eyes peeled for more episodes coming out soon. Um, it's a gift and a joy for us to be able to release this podcast. We have a ton of fun recording them and uh, we get to talk to some amazing people about some amazing things. So uh, thank you guys, our listeners, and keep keep your eyes peeled for more episodes. <laughs>